Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king, methanol is aromatic, and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker. Welcome back to the Inside Groove as we begin our kind of round robin of voices on this episode, uh, post-classic spring edition, if you will. Uh, Jeffrey Battle has joined us now. Jeffrey, of course, the winner of the 350 Supermodified Classic again at the Oswego Speedway last weekend. Um, And Jeff, I got to ask you, first of all, um, we'll get to the race in a minute, but 16 five what in the world did you put in your tank for that lap yeah you know to be honest with you we uh we honestly were we we, we knew going out there that we, we the car might go a little bit quicker than we were last time we were there um it was only our second time racing out there so our our notebook's getting a little bit thicker as far as notes go for out there so yeah. uh i'm i'm honestly hoping that maybe when we go out there next time maybe we'll be even quicker but we'll see. <laughs> well, your your competition hopes you don't get your wish. I can I can tell you that. Okay, so uh, talk about the race a little bit because yours was the one race I actually didn't get to watch. Uh, I saw the other two, um, and it, it just I was at Hickory doing some things down here and uh, just didn't see your event. But I saw the other two races. So talk about how your race went. Um, I mean, it seemed like it was fairly easy for you. Well. We started at eighth um, after we redraw an eighth hill. Yeah. Um, and we ran about, oh, I don't know, six or seven for a while. And we finally were able to get by the 21 and uh, the 08. And we were able to run down um, the 50. And he ended up pulling off. And right after he pulled off, we had a caution. So at that point, we were sitting in third. Right. Um, and right after that caution, uh, it was Ke- Mike Ketty ahead of us and chase lock and we were able to sneak by Keddy on the restart and it was pretty much a, a, a stalemate i think they would call it for like as far as me and chase for like the next oh, almost 10 laps okay um i i didn't really gain on him um we were very consistent and we ended up coming up on some lap traffic and uh i don't know i think we just might have played our cards a little bit a little bit more better <laughs> okay well a little bit more experience with the 350 i would expect uh that you had than, than chase has and so uh that yeah might... he uh he looked like he, he when he came up in the lap car he thought the lap car was maybe gonna um he was gonna come up on him a little bit quicker and sneak by him on the inside but right when he went to go underneath him he realized he was in the corner and yeah kind of left left the door open up top that makes sense um so once you got the lead, uh, I don't think you ever passed again, right? You were able to just kind of uh, stretch it out a bit. Yep, yep. We got we just got by all the rest of the lap cars yeah. there. And um, as far as Chase, he was right there behind us, I believe. But that was kind of it for me and him racing. You've had uh, you've had a really good season so far. Sum up your season to date for us. Well, so far we've got a win at Star Speedway. Um, up in Epping, New Hampshire. Yeah. And then we were able to get another win up at Riverside Speedway last, the weekend before last. Um, and then now we were able to get another win out in Oswego. And we got one more, we got another race at Star 
this upcoming Saturday. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're able to do a lot of racing, which is which is nice. Gives us the opportunity. Now, how many more Oswego shows do you anticipate making during the season this year? Other than obviously, I'm sure you're planning on the Fall Classic, but how many more shows during the year do you think you'll be out for? Yeah, they got the Fall Classic there. Um, and we'll see what happens as far as all the other shows. If there's something non-conflicting, I mean, I'm always down to do whatever my uncle Rich wants to do. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to go from there and see what see if we come up on nothing conflicting beforehand. What does it mean to you to win the 350 Classic for the second time? You basically, you're two for two because there's only been two of those. You've won them both. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty neat to go back out there in the fall and win again. Um I mean, like I said, we've we've got some good notes now for out there, so hopefully we can uh, keep going forward like this. And well, today it would be really, really awesome though to to get three win three wins out there. I, I, it's something I never would have believed of. I mean, I've it's always been a dream just to go out to Oswego as a kid, and then finally yeah. when I was about like thirteen, fourteen years old, I went out there, and I've I've never really missed a year of racing out there since um, for the King of Wing shows and the classics. And now I'm racing, so it kind of, it's, it's it's very, very, very awesome to me. I know you can't do it all by yourself. Who helps you make it all happen, man? Oh, it's my my uncle Rich. He's he's phenomenal. Um, like I was saying to you before the show here, we I'm actually on my way over there right now, and he's already uh, out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, well, uh, definitely happy for you to see you get another win, and look forward to. Uh, uh, talking to you a little bit more over the summer. I'm sure there's more wins coming, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you at the Fall Classic. Yeah, um, like, yeah. hopefully we'll be out there in the fall. I mean, as long as the cars in one piece, we'll be there, and maybe even see you beforehand as we go. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for your time, Jeff. That's Jeff Battle, and we'll be back with more of Inside Groove right after this. Okay, folks, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors here on Inside Groove, Indy Performance Composites. They're a premier composite design and manufacturing company creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Jeff West and his team are amazing. They do all kinds of work in the motorsports industry from dirt tracks to NASCAR to IndyCar, super modifieds. It doesn't matter if you've got something that you need designed or fabricated. Let them help you transform your idea, your vision and your budget into a workable, high performance solution. They have all kinds of services from 3D printing to finishing services End-to-end composite solutions is what they are. Check them out, ipcindy.com or indieperformancecompositesinc.com and tell them that the folks from Inside Groove set you. Joined now by Eric Sorrell, the classic winning supermodified car owner. And uh, Eric... uh, if you're on speakerphone, I'll ask you to take it off. I'm getting a little bit of echo there. Um, oh, all right. I apologize. No worries, bud. Take it off, speaker. Yes. Can you hear me better? Yes, much better. Much better. Okay, so, uh, all right, man. First of all, um, I feel like this has been such a long time coming for your well, family. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just want to start right, uh, right in with the big day. So, um, first of all, uh, at what point 
did you allow yourself, as you watched Mike run the final few laps out, at what point did you actually allow yourself to realize, I just won the Classic? Oh, man, not until he crossed that checkered, <laughs> crossed the finish line with the checkered flags flying. So many times uh, we've been close. Uh, 2015, we led past the 200-lap mark, and Bobby still got us on the last lap. So That's without right. a fitter yeah. behind us, like Michael said, one of the best in the biz, uh, yeah, I wasn't counting anything until I saw those checkers fall. It had to be uh, kind of a surreal day. First of all, obviously, the fact that the Classic was being run on a day. I mean, you and I go back far enough to remember the Port City 150. And, um, you know, now all of a sudden we're running a Classic on that day. The weather was kind of iffy. Um, You know, it was just it, it just seemed like there was so much going on. It must have been sort of surreal from the beginning of the day right through to the end, let alone to realize that uh, you finally got a win. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a slight buzz in the air, but I hate to say it, nothing like the normal classic. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was a small field, but, I mean, having the trailers out, having the normal, you know, the driver introductions and all the normal ceremonial type stuff did make it feel more classic-like. It definitely, the nerves are still as high as ever, so it certainly felt like classic from Green Packard. Well, um, talk about your your abbreviated season a little bit here, because I feel like last year was such a trying year, uh, not last yeah. year, but 2019 um, yeah. for you guys. And then last year, obviously, didn't race at all. And it seems like this year, with the exception of the one night that you had the motor issues, um, it seems like you're, you've kind of gotten back in sync here. And uh, Mike's been pretty fast. Yeah, well, we debuted that uh, new hot car. It was a 2018 hot car, yeah, Classic Weekend in 2018. Uh, had a lot of high hopes for that. Um, debuted it on uh, Thursday and uh, time trialed on Friday, set fast time, and they got a podium finish right out of the gate. Uh, if we had had more time with that car, we're fairly confident we could have won that race. But uh, 2019 rule changes uh, definitely hurt us. Um as the season went on and progressed, you know, we did get the one feature win with a new car, which yeah. was very nice, but we had some struggles uh, with the front end. And uh, then, of course, at the very end of the season, I'm sure you know, we lost our engine yes. right before Classic in the new car and ended up switching back, which um, that was a deal I had, had put together for Danny K to race the right. car we just won the Classic with. And yep. Still to this day, very sorry that that didn't happen. I mean, from word go with Danny, I had had that agreement with him. Should Michael need that car for any reason, shape, or form, Michael gets it back. But of course. I was really disappointed that we weren't able to field the car from Danny, but I was very thankful that he was able to field the car with Jason. He ran my number. I paid for the decal change, you know, set of tires and fuel. And I mean, Danny did so much for us uh, sponsorship-wise that season. It was only right. And I'm really glad that Danny got another ride with Jason, a premier team. I think Danny's a great driver, and I'm glad to see him. Uh, He was doing well out there. 100%. Yeah, 2019 ended kind of surreal. I mean, had engine issues. We had a leak in the head, um, and we had water in the cylinder. And Tell you what, I want to start out by thanking Doug Holmes for all he did then and all he's done since. Uh, the man is, uh, in my opinion, the best engine builder up there. Uh, I'm very proud to run his engines. He's extremely helpful, and I'm very thankful to work with him whenever we need him. He's there for us. And had a little bit of an issue right out of the gate again this year. Um, the new engine 
that we have in the car, which we just won the race with, which is a new Finger Lakes machine, Doug Holmes engine. Yeah. Uh, was intended for the new car again. And uh, had an issue, not open week when we got second. Well, we had indications of issues, but thought we had it fixed. And then the second week where we were running in warm-ups, everybody heard us sputtering and popping. Uh, the rotor came off in the magneto, and it threw the timing out of whack. We ended up ah, with damaged, uh, okay. pistons, believe it or not. So that engine's out, and the new engine's in. And, you know, we debuted that uh, this very weekend. The uh, first uh, race, she took the green, she took the checkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, uh, very good, well-built engine. Michael says it's the best piece we ever had. So, yeah, it was uh, bittersweet. Well, Michael, uh, Michael says what he thinks. So if uh, he believes that, <laughs> and that inspires his confidence, and I guess uh, the classic result basically would back that up. So uh, no, Michael's driven for the best in the business. Absolutely. I mean, uh, currently, he still has uh, a, a ride in the Isthmus circuit with Vic Miller. I mean, legend. Yeah, uh, one of the all-time best. I mean, wins upon wins, and uh, yeah, he ain't never lacking for horsepower. So Michael drives that car. You know, he tells us the stories of the <laughs> of the horsepower, and those beautiful <laughs> engines and machines sure. that he gets to race. So yeah, had given us, you know, Doug giving us a solid piece here to Swiggo, um, and Michael saying it's our best piece. You know, was very flattering to hear. Tell me, um, let's go. Let's take a a, a trip down memory lane here i want to take you all the way back tell me the very first memory that you have of attending the oswego speedway talk about oh, that i was so young i mean i started going to that track when i was four years old barely old enough to understand what was going on my father's been taking me there since i can't even remember uh i've i'm 44 um i actually one of the most sad memories is uh i remember when you know the classic 82 and Jimmy passed. That was certainly yeah. something that stuck in my memory because it was so tragic. Um, but I, I can remember seeing Jimmy race barely. But growing up, I was a huge Bellinger fan. Uh, my dad is still friends with Eddie, and there you go. Uh, you know, I, I consider the Bellingers great people, and uh, yeah. So, man, all the way back to those days. You know, uh, very early '80s. Oh, early eighties for you. Okay, yeah. So you're, yeah, uh, yeah you're a bit younger than I am. Um, yeah, seventy seven. I was born. Um, okay, <laughs> you're ten yeah. years younger than I am. <laughs> I can remember watching the, the, <laughs> the great Hevron Bellinger battles, and then, oh. of course uh, Bellinger and Bentley all the way through the eighties, and then right before Dad bought uh, Gozik's car um, in eighty nine, because my dad started racing in nineteen ninety. Of course, yeah. Uh, did a lot of hanging out in Joe Gozik's garage, so I became a fan of his too, and like to think of him a friend. I work with him, so it's funny you mentioned kind of the uh, sort of Bellinger, Avram Bellinger, Bentley. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were discussing the sort of hot pairs, and you, you know, in the seventies, it kind of rotated, but it seemed like Jimmy was always one of them. So you had oh, sure. Jimmy and Nolan, uh, Jimmy and Ronnie Wallace, Jimmy and Kemp Dates, you know, like that. And then, I barely got to watch Jimmy race, but I'm a huge yeah, fan. That's... I consider myself one of the biggest of my generation. I literally have studied his career and life. I huge ad, admiration. I mean, the stories my dad tells, and he's one of my dad's heroes. And oh yeah, I mean, there's yeah. nobody that'll ever replace Jim Champ. No, and <laughs> it was it, it was just you know, and then we we when we got to the '80s, kind of like you said, it was it was Haveron Bellinger, then it was. 
Bentley Bellinger. Then it was Bentley. It, it, it became Bentley this guy, Bentley that guy, Bentley that, you know, Bentley Gozik, Bentley. And then it, yeah. and then it became Furlong this guy, Furlong that, or you had Muldoon yeah. and Didero. But oh, you like can't all the, the pairs. The, the, the you know. Muldoon dude. Yeah. Too. I, I mean, mean we, in the early 90s, and not to be biased, I mean, that was kind of my generation. I sure. We had some serious competition up there. Oh, a the, ton. The Graves chassis, the Agresio chassis, the, the regular competition weekly. I mean, back when we started, it was a challenge to qualify on a weekly basis, you know, and you had the best in the business. I think it was 1995, a season. I don't forget. Something that, like was, 11 or 12 that was one of the Muldoon-Didero seasons, yeah. too, though. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. We had a bunch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, well, in the and, you know, of course, right, right in the early 90s when the uh, – limited started too and we got a bunch of them out of there um oh, but, uh, people could say what they want about that class but if you think about the the class i mean otto sitterly greg furlong i mean Bob michael Goodermout, Barnes, tim I mean, guru the list just goes yeah. on and on oh tim yeah guru, yes i mean track champions and classic winners absolutely i mean that the, the sbs class uh not my favorite, but I got to tell you, you can't do anything but respect those guys. For sure, absolutely. Um, okay, back to you and your dad for a minute. How old were you when your dad started? Uh, Nineteen ninety. So what was I? Thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old. Okay, so yeah, that's when he started Sorrel Racing. He bought the car from Joe Gozik, and the winner of '89 started the opening season in nineteen ninety. Okay, see that's funny because I did not remember that his first car was a Gozik car. That's interesting. Yeah, okay, still have it. okay. Oh, really? No kidding! Yes. Wow. Yes, still have it. Yeah. That's uh, what yeah, a hanging from the ceiling in the shop, or love to see it restored someday. It's in the shop. That car won the Syracuse Fairgrounds race. Yes. Two years in a row. It's won the Sandusky Classic. Uh, gosh, countless features with Joe. I think it only got second in points, so I don't think he ever won his track title with it, but. No, it was a great car. I'd love to see it restored someday. Yeah. Would. yeah. I'm not doing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, any of you listening to the groove, you want a restoration project, uh, Eric's got <laughs> one for you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I did not know you still had that car. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what What was your What were your thoughts? I mean, were you Were you old enough to be in the pits helping your dad at that point? I mean, I know it was always sixteen, and then I think they sort of relaxed it at some point. I just don't remember when. Um, can you a time you cut out for a second? Well, I was I, I was asking, were you old enough to be in the pits with him when he started? Oh, uh, um, not right away. No, okay, I was yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Um, when okay. I turned 16, oh, yeah, I've been in the pits ever since. I've been in the shop since day one. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I started out, you know, just uh, cleaning body panels and sweeping the floor. I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been in the shop since day one. But, yeah, 16, I started entering the pits. Yep, that's correct. What were your thoughts about when your dad <laughs> decided it's not every kid whose father kind of wakes up one morning and goes, you know what, I'm going to buy a super modified racing at the Oswego Speedway. That had to be kind of cool, but like, really dad? <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I was excited. Uh, very excited. I honestly, uh, you know, I looking back on it, I, that's <laughs> all I thought about in school. I mean, <laughs> dad, my trapper keepers were covered with super modified <laughs> trapper keeper. There's a phrase I had heard in about 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, it was actually a distraction for me. I, I bet. <laughs> all growing up, that's all I ever wanted to do was drive. And, uh, 
quickly realized that there are much better people out there for the job like Michael Barnes and Eric Sorrell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wondered because I, I always wondered about that because I wondered why you didn't sort of take, well, I, you know. to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I did get the opportunity to take the car out. My father was kind enough to offer that to me. I got out there and, Oh man, it was a blast. Please, I don't want anybody to think that I, I wasn't out there having the time of my life. I was. Yeah. I just quickly realized that there are people who who can do this and can win, and I knew I wanted to win. It was more important to me to get where we are today, track champion, classic winner, than it was for me just to be in the field. Well, uh, we had worked so hard for so long. I mean, by that point, we had already had a, a you know track champion classic winner Doug Didero as a driver. Yeah, you know the whole crew that nobody wanted to start over with a rookie driver. You know, so <laughs> sorry, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so get just, a street uh, stock. Yeah, you know, we were fortunate enough when Doug when we parted ways. You know, Doug <clears throat> went his way. We got a another Isma champion driving. You know, Dave McKnight yeah. was a good friend of mine and had a lot of fun. Well, you so you you had Didero and you had McKnight, and then I feel like there's somebody in between those two and Michael. Uh, Mike Lichty raced for us one classic. Okay, I knew there was, was another it. driver. That I just it. couldn't no. remember who no. it was. Okay, no. um, yeah, that that's yeah. right. Well, <sighs> you had quite a run of Canadians, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun. Thought it was oh, a Canada for the job. Yeah. Well, Didero is uh, still. Uh, 40 years uh, one of my uncle david's closest friends oh wow he certainly put that deal together yeah, as a matter of fact he still when he comes up just even this last classic he stays with my uncle davy oh that's neat um yeah that that's how that deal came together okay and, you know the mcknight deal just kind of fell together but uh, you know uh in my opinion and nothing against those championships winning drivers or each Hall of Famers, I'm fortunate enough to say I've got the best driver I could ever have right now, Michael Barnes. Well, so. yeah, I, I, I think I don't know if I said it to somebody last week or if I if I commented it somewhere, but um, on online, but but it, it somehow great drivers and whatever, and then his name came up, and I said that you know Michael is a driver, one of the drivers from current that I feel like could, if you could transport him back to the seventies in 80s mm-hmm. before you know all the the arrow and everything else i feel like michael's skill set would would make him competitive and i'm not sure you can say that about everybody today but no, certainly about it, michael not to knock any of the hall of famers up there uh Otto Sitterly, dave Schulich jr not to knock them but it is in my opinion uh, michael barnes is the most talented driver up there uh just sheer raw talent i mean talking to my dad in the stands years ago just watching him come through the field yeah had, you know rides like even with the strongs great people you know yep. watching him go from last to first yep. you know when michael's on ain't nobody gonna beat him no and that's my opinion and it's just an honor and a privilege to race with him uh, and i consider him a very close personal friend what's it been like to because um, I know you say you consider him a close friend, but he's also a competitor. I mean, he's not a driver that's that just kind of shows up to have a good time. He wants to win. What's it like to work with a driver like that? Oh, well, like I said, an honor and a privilege. I mean, what was it, 2016, going into the last race, uh, we had a small point deficit. And that season, if everybody remembers correctly, you drew – for a position yeah. for heat race, you know, yep. and everything mattered from heat points. I think we even did time trial points then. 
you know, and I just wanted to leave it all on the track. And gosh, I mean, we felt so blessed. We drew number one, pulling into the pits, going to start on the pole of the heat, and he's smoking the field. He's a, he's a half a lap ahead of the heat race field, and then the madcap came. Yep, up. yep. I and remember that. He ended race. up having to start last in the feature, and I mean, to watch Michael systematically pass uh, one car every two laps from last to first. If you remember correctly. Nobody had won except for from the front row that year, including us, because right. we won opening night. Yeah, I mean, there was just the tires, whatever. There was just no passing that year. And to watch Michael do that, I mean, it was yeah, it's with it beyond words. I mean, that's why you're into racing is to watch stuff like that, especially somebody as talented as Michael doing. I mean, that yeah. was one of the most exciting feature events, I think, at the Speedway. I think that, that may be argumentative. They're arguable, but I can't think of many more, and I've been going there every week since I was four years old. I mean, of course, I'm biased. And <laughs> but, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you have a right I, to me. few times have I seen people, drivers, perform like that, especially when they had to. I mean, you know, I mean, it's this stuff stuff you see in the movies, what he did that night, and not only to win the race, but to win the track championship. I mean, I think it was if David Gruel, I mean, if he had passed – one more car, I think we would either tied or lost the championship. Yeah. And, and to just Michael just blow by everybody, everybody, everybody. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't know. I, I celebrated so much. I actually tore my calf jumping up and picture. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Pain. There's no pain in victory lane. So that, all that was, cause. That, I mean, and then this past classic, uh, you know, I mean, look at his consistent finishes. I mean, it's five straight podium finishes up to this classic. Second, 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 third, third. I mean, you know, and then to win this, I mean, he. and how about that move? I mean, I don't know if everybody saw it, but you, you missed the move of the race if you didn't. I mean, I think it was when DJ broke, he went under him in two, and then yeah. by the time it's three and four, he went on the outside. He went from, like, fifth to second in one lap, I mean. That's the stuff that wins championships. That's the stuff that wins classics. And well, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. With Michael, it's like, I mean, you watch him and he's, you know, he'll go from 22nd to 7th. He'll go from, you know, 15th to 3rd. He'll go from, he's, you can always count on, if if nothing else, you can count on Michael Barnes to pass a bunch of cars. To I put mean, on the show. Put on the he show. He puts the fans yep. in the stands. He gets the fans on their feet. I mean, I've been privileged to get sponsors just because he's so well-liked. Yeah. You know, he's charismatic. He's well-spoken. You know, he, he, he interacts with the fans. And he's what it's all about. Uh, just it's uh, my father and I are very privileged to be with him and his father and the whole team. Well, you know, it's uh, it certainly was fun to watch that. I mean, and again, a race that, that came down to, you know, I mean, Tyler – uh, looked like he was, you know, yeah, in pretty good yeah. control. And then, of course, you know, ran dry. Yeah, very sorry and... to see that happen to anybody. I certainly wouldn't want to lose the race that way. I got to admit I was rooting for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I think Tyler uh, would forgive you. Those guys certainly have that race figured out. I mean, two dominating shows in a row. 
Yeah, uh, it's crazy. You know, I mean, you, you you just it's funny how somebody it's like Mike Bond in the SBS. It's like he's. I think I joked earlier in the show here that he I think he he won his like seventy fifth straight you know uh, SBS Classic or whatever. Um, yeah. it's like it's it's just so easy for him. Like he's yeah. he's got something that nobody else has. And, um, you know, he, it's like, he doesn't even have to try hard. And, and Tyler, it looked, you know, the last year and then, then this year, um, just driving away. And I think, but I think this year when I saw him take off like that, I think I really had the sense that, well, all right, maybe last year people were trying to keep up and just couldn't, but this year everybody watched him last year. So it's like, let him go because he's probably going to run dry. And, um, and again, not that I was wishing I, I, it doesn't, you know, I, I want everybody to win, but, but it just, you kind of had that sense that there were people and Michael alluded to it, even with himself. I, I, I felt like Tyler was going to, you know, get away and run. He was kind of expecting it. So it's like, let him go. And then we'll see Mm -hmm. what, what happens at the end. And, um, you know, it's too bad because, uh, you know, that would have been a great feat two in a row, but obviously for you guys, it was, you know, you gotta be able to take advantage of others misfortune. That's part of what the classic mm-hmm. is. Right. Uh, again, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. No. And, and Tyler is uh, obviously phenomenally talented. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. He's the next generation. Yep. He, you know, uh, the great ones you, you talk about the Michael Barnes, the auto sitter, Tyler Thompson, certainly going to be on that list. Oh yeah. He, for sure. I, like I said, I didn't wish that happened to anybody, but, you know, I was very fortunate that, you know, we were just able to come out with a win. Do you feel like now you've got kind of both cars where you want them at this point? Oh, gosh. The, the new car is still a work in progress. We're working on it. It seems like, you know, building it the first few years, um, you know, and, and now now we've made changes. It, it always feels like we're just running the old car to finish the new car. I the old girl's been good to us. Ghost has been good to us. Yeah. Um, we're just going to continue to work on the new car and, and get it done, hopefully, to be having both there for Michael to choose the best car for us to win in. Would uh, would there be a possibility at some point down the road of a two-car uh, situation, even for Classic? I know last year you did do it for no. Danny, but no? Highly okay. likely no. Okay. Um, it's I will hard. say this. It's got to be hard. Uh, I have zero intentions of doing it. Um However, I mean, I would have to work it out and talk it over with both my father and Michael. But yeah. the only person at this point I would even consider would be Danny. Okay. Uh, just, beca- just because what he's done for us as a team. Sure. He's solicited so much sponsorship. He was there for us, and he missed his opportunity. Um, uh, talking to my father, I, no. Michael is our driver. These are Michael's cars, and that's where we're sticking. That's We got the best driver out there. Uh, there's really nothing else you could ask for. This has been a, this is obviously a crazy season because with the second classic and then um, you've got a lot of big races. Do we see any chance that maybe at some point you put a wing on one of the cars and, and uh, <laughs> tackle King of wings or. Uh, I'd love to, that would be a dream of mine, but I'm going to say it's very like, very unlikely. Um, <clears throat> my father, my father just, uh, was fortunate enough after 41 years of service, he, he retired from work. I uh, hope he's going to enjoy wow. some of that. Way to I, go, Gary. Um, yeah. Uh, I worked locally, uh, worked my father just before me and me, a lot of overtime, especially in the off season. And 
the the time off of work is the biggest thing and then next is the expenses uh, i have a big family i have four kids uh, three teenagers uh, yeah. graduating next year two of them uh just the idea of adding travel into this hecticness is well, highly I, unlikely besides for a on swigo. the circuit michael's got a premier ride i mean right I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about for like King of the Wings or any of the Oswego wing shows is what I was asking. Uh, the plan at this point is no. Okay. Nothing like that. Note, folks. Like all I you... said, Michael's got a premier ride with Vic Miller. Why would he want to drive one of our cars when he could race one of those in a business circuit? <laughs> you know, so. Note for all you listeners, I'm working really hard at this. I can't do anything <laughs> but ask, okay? Yeah. Um, but uh, now we would love to see that, obviously. But but I I get it just as somebody who knows enough about these things to understand the changeover and the differences between the two and all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a whole different ballgame when you put the top wing on. Um, but you've uh, you definitely uh, climbed Mount Everest there last weekend and – um, nobody will ever be able to say again that uh, maybe you won't because you did. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate everybody's vote of confidence, and every time we show up, every race is our intention to win. Uh, however, we are certainly not overconfident by any means. It took 30 years to win one. We're blessed to have done it. I mean, I do have the best driver. I know Michael Barnes will win many more classics, whether <laughs> surreal racing and Michael Barnes do together or not. I don't know. Michael's still very young, you know, and he's got a bright future out of him. Sure I, does. I, I see him as a Hall of Famer already. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd love to win another classic. Hell, I'd love to win this track championship. But um, there are so many good competitors out there. I mean, you got nine-time Otto Sitterly. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we take each race the best we can. And I'd like to put a plug in for my crew if I can. Oh, you can um, put a plug in for anyone you want. We're, we're very privileged to race with these guys. Um, oh my God, uh, Big Dan, chassis man. Uh, you know, he's like Michael's right hand man. He's always there for us. Uh, he's always making the calls with Michael, and very thankful to have him. Um, Joe, my tire guy, literally has been with us since day one. Okay, I mean, I mean, going on almost 30 years. Uh, Joe Barbera, very, very happy to have him with us for this big win. Um, Richie, Richie Barnes, uh, Michael's dad. Yep. One of the best mechanics I've ever worked with. Uh, very methodical, very thorough. Just an honor and privilege to work with him. And, I mean, how can I, you know, my new guys, uh, Matt's been around for a couple of years, but Mark just came around just last classic in 2019. <laughs> He's really only got three races with us. and. He's a hell of a racer. Races mods himself, just very knowledgeable. But I would like to specifically talk about my dad. Uh, my God, he's been doing this more than I've been alive. Or all you than want. I've been alive. You know, he's been all the way with Champagne through Champagne's glory years, worked on everything from the 8-inch offset to the radical offset, the rear engine, all the mods. Um, my dad is, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer himself. Agreed. Already. Uh, he's, he's been doing this for over 40 years. He's he's worked so hard. He's, you know, spent so much money, and, and, and none of it's been for major sponsorship. He's worked more hours of overtime than, than anybody you, you could imagine just to, to yeah. field a car to compete with these millionaires. And, you know, I, I couldn't be prouder to be his son and just uh, very happy for him that this happened. So. 
I just wanted to take that opportunity and, and all of our sponsors. I was um, going to say, don't forget them. <laughs> oh, God, how could I? Uh, you know, Lonnie uh, Guile, who's been with us. He's Michael's cousin, and, and Joe's jerky has been really good to us this year. Um, Modern Tech Coding uh, came back again this year. Uh, I don't want to forget the, the ones who've always been so loyal, uh, Scott Lyons, uh, Dan Gaffney. Um, and God, I'm sure I'm going to forget somebody. <laughs> and I don't mean to, but um, all of our sponsors, anybody that's ever supported us in any way, shape, or form, including the fans, uh, just a huge thank you out there for all of them. And last but not least, I don't want to forget the wives. Uh, for, <laughs> you better you know, not. My stepmother, Brenda, of course, to my wife, Melissa, you know, all of the wives of all of the crew guys of everybody that puts up with us being gone for so long each and every week. Just thank you to all of them. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you calling us and, uh, glad to be on the show and hope I didn't cut it short. I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget that. stuff. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's, uh, that's great. I, uh, I'm glad you got all that in there and, and, uh, definitely excited to have you. We're hoping, um, to get, uh, I need you to, when, when we're done here, I need you to pass me Michael's number. Cause I have the feeling I have a bad number for him. I've texted him several times and gotten no response. And I know okay. he would like to come and be on the show he always uh always enjoys that so we'd love to have him on our next uh groove next week but um okay. i wanted to have you on because again everybody talks to the driver nobody ever talks to the winning team owner <laughs> and yeah. you guys have had such a history at the speedway yeah. and been so much a part of uh the racing there for so long and um your dad is the nicest guy i just like i said i was so happy to see that you guys finally get it got it done and you know it's obviously it's really hard to win one of these things but you guys have done it just about everything else but with the last uh four or five races you've had you know what either what was it three thirds and two seconds or the other way around it just no three seconds and two thirds okay we i was gonna say it was... enough to we got a Podium finish a second with Daydaro uh, back in 05. Yeah. I think our best finish with uh, Dave was, I think, his best finish. I think it was the top five. We got fourth. I think it was fourth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, best we've done in all those time. I mean, I'm not trying to knock it. Just there was a lot of years that we didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. But, again, it's hard. We'd hope. Yeah. Classic's so. a hard race, and it's supposed yeah, it to is. be. It really is. The people that have dominated it, you know. Great for long, my yeah. guy. You know, six yep. classic wins and twelve Bentley. attempts and yep. four straight. I mean, uh, yeah, wow. Oh, it's <laughs> incredible. Incredible. You know? Yeah, I mean, and and it's just like I said, it's uh, you know, that race is is just one of those races that it's it's just so hard to win, and it's it's very hard to you know, to be consistent because so many things can go wrong and you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then, you know, um, and so you guys have had an incredible run, even with Michael in the classics to be as good as you've been. And, um, you know, but, but again, just hadn't been able to, to get that, that checkered flag until this past weekend. So, um, that has to be a, a positive harbinger for the rest of the season because you got the classic win out of the way and it's only May. Right, and we're very much looking forward to getting the new car together. Uh, Joey Hawksby uh, Jr., in my opinion, uh, the best car builder in history, uh, what he's built, the differences. And I know Champagne's innovation will never be matched, but the way he's mass-produced them and almost with 100% success yep. rate, he owns three-quarters of the field. Uh, just about everything he's ever built has been fast. Uh, you know, we're 
you know, of course, working with him again, he, he built both cars, everything sure. on him he's built. And yeah, uh, very much looking forward to getting the new car out there. So now, so that you have a, you have a, a what, what will be a third car then, right? Or are you That's rebuilding? I, we do have three cars. Um, the Dalton Doyle is in a Sorrel Racing okay. 250 Super. He right, uh, right. originally took our 94 Graves right off the shelf and went out on back-to-back features in 2019. Right, okay. Uh, now, he's since uh, put the mistress uh, away, and he's built a brand-new one, right. which we're, we're in a deal together with. And, oh, okay. Uh, I know he's going to get that squared away. That Yep, and he, he'll be back in victory lane sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a, a, a Doyle. Uh, you know, uh, hawk hawk style car that right. he built. Uh, you know, and it, very much looking forward to seeing him uh, back in victory lane soon too. But yeah, no, that 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 that's uh, part of the part of the but, team. But yeah. when I was, I think I, I was confused because you were talking about getting the new car together. No, no. When I say new, let me be clear. It's the 2018. So you are redoing? Okay, I got you. We, okay. Yes, okay. the one that we sat on the pole with in yeah, 2018 okay. and barely got to race in 2019 with all the stuff that kept happening to us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I thought. I, I was, yeah. uh, for a second, I'm thinking, wow, I think, we, I think I just had a scoop. There's a third no, car. No, 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 no. Okay. just those two. That's just it. That is clear. the car that won the 4th of July race in 2019. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that. And uh, again, thanks for taking some time, Eric. Uh, it, it means a lot, and, and I know the fans like to hear from you guys. And uh, congratulations on a, a huge win for you and Michael. And hopefully, we'll uh, be able to get the driver on and talk with him uh, next week. And uh, you know, look look forward to some more success out of you guys yeah. for the rest of the season. Thanks. Yeah. Um, didn't get a chance to say this at the track. Uh, I wanted to. I didn't want to take anything away from Michael. I just want to dedicate that win to my mom. I lost my mom over the. Oh yes, uh, that's right. I twenty twenty, yeah. and uh, it was almost eight months to the day we were able to come up and win, and it meant the world to me. I just want to dedicate that to my mother, Rhoda. Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, that's uh, you, you know, moms are moms are uh, amazing, and and uh, you know, again, our condolences on the loss, and I'm sure she was looking down and oh, and yeah. smiling. Her, so, a lot of people, if you didn't see it, I uh, had her name right on the tail section. Ah, oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was very very special. Co-driver, that's great. Well. Uh, again, congratulations on a big win, and uh, certainly look forward to to more. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, at some point uh, this summer, I'll get to get up there and uh, shake your hand in person and congratulate you. Well, thank you very much. Look that, forward to it. That is Eric Sorrell, the winning uh, classic car owner, and we'll be back with more of the groove right after this. Hey, here's a little fish tale for you. It's about a place named Skip's Fish Fry. Skip's Fish Fry is located at 42 West 2nd Street in Oswego. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. So don't call them on Sunday or Monday. They're gone fishing. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. They serve a variety of great fish, burgers, Hoffman hot dogs, conies, lobster, soup, salad. They even have cheesecake if you feel like some delicious dessert. I love their haddock pieces. That's one of my favorites. Uh, And they just have great food. It is the best fish in the Port City. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor of the show. It is one of the first places that I go to eat every time I'm in town. 
So call Skip's Fish Fry or go visit them on their website at skipsfishfry.com. And by the way, you can order online and just go pick it up. It's a great way to go ahead and take care of the not-so-fun part before you get there. And then when you get there, just pick up your food, bring it home, and enjoy. Skip's Fish Fry, 42 West 2nd Street in Oswego. Go visit them. Well, okay, we are joined now by uh, Camden Proud. We've found Camden Proud. Uh, we're happy to have Cam back on the show. Uh, we 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 know that uh, he's a busy guy these days, so it's uh, hard to track him down sometimes, but we're glad to have him on. And Cam, I know that you, um, you didn't have the classic result that you wanted, but there was obviously some optimism um, in terms of the way the car performed until... Uh, you had a little bit of an issue with a low uh, low throttle uh, hang kind of deal um, that ultimately kind of uh, dulled your result a little bit. But seems like there's some optimism there. You had good speed early. We did have pretty good speed, yeah. I've been really optimistic about the way the cars handled last week and responded to some changes. And it, it certainly responded in, in the classic to, to what we did, but we just threw uh, way too much stagger to it to go out with and uh, we're too good too early, and it went away way too early. And then coming to a restart on about lap 130, we had a low-speed throttle stick again um, that we've kind of more so pointed to perhaps a barrel valve issue. The, the way that we have the motor, it's running a little too lean, so we're going to we're gonna work on that and get it fixed. I don't think it's anything with the, the throttle itself. So that's the good news, but better be safe than sorry. And um, unfortunately, our... Our day ended early, which was a pretty big disappointment to us. We had a really good car. Um, I know that uh, as we tape this on Friday, this afternoon, you've got a big old top wing strapped on that thing, and you're going to go out and uh, run your first laps with a wing on it. Uh, that that sounds exciting. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We got this wing actually in 2018 when we bought the Super, and um, nothing ever worked out in 2019 to be able to run. My dad was supposed to give it a try for the star classic and yeah. he got sick and last year was, he was sick again. So that was a wash and, and you know, everybody kind of took this week off and I'm the only super practicing today, but we've been in the garage working hard and, and got the wing ready to go and, We'll just see what we got. No idea what to expect, but I'm sure I'll have a good time. Well, for at least uh, a night, you'll be King of Wings. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, it just came to me. So let's talk about classic for everybody else. Um, first of all, um, I mean, you've been going to the track a good while now, and you've watched Michael Barnes and all of the um, successes, all of the, um, you know, all that Mike's accomplished over the last, uh, you know, decade and a half, or probably more than that, I guess. Um, and, uh, it it had to be as much because you're a driver and you can relate. It had to be as much of a real thrill for you to see him finally break through and get the win as uh, it was for about anybody else in the place. Right. Yeah. I really like Michael and, and the Sorrell family and uh, watched him for a long time. Actually, he started racing the limiteds with my uncle Chris. And so I remember them racing against each other yeah. and, and don't remember as much of his early super days. I wasn't really going to the track at that point, but when I started to race again in 2014, they had just come out with, with the car that they won with brand new. And obviously they've been a force to be reckoned with over the last five, six years. And I mean, 
five podium finishes in the classic in a row. Yeah. That has, that has to be a record. Um, I, I looked quickly and I didn't see anybody that even came close to that. So, um, that's just incredible. And I think that he deserved it more than anybody really. Yeah. I, you know, I really agree. And of course, you know, we're not supposed to be biased and I'm not, I would have been happy to see Tyler win again or, you know, whoever would have won. Um, cause I know how hard it is to win a classic. I've been watching them since 73 and I've heard stories of even, you know, further back than that. So, um, you know, I, I have an idea of what it takes to get through that race as far as just obviously watching it from an observational standpoint. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult race to get through. A lot can happen. A lot of different circumstances. No two classics are the same, et cetera. So you're right. Five straight podiums and now six, um, is right. pretty yeah. doggone, um, amazing. And, and it really shows you number one, the kind of driver that Mike is, we all think of him as the hustler, the hard charger, the guy who passes from back to front and is so much fun to watch in the shorter races, but it shows you that he has the ability to manage the race car and get through the longer races too. Um, and of course, you know, that puts him in somewhat rarefied air in that sense. Um, you know, not everybody's a good classic racer and, uh, some of the good classic racers weren't necessarily great short track racers. So, um, you know, it's kind of a deal where it's two different uh, mindsets. And I just feel like he really, really uh, went, getting the win puts a, an exclamation point on, as his car owner, Eric Sorrell, said when he talked to us earlier, um, it puts an exclamation point on the fact that, you know, Mike should be a Hall of Famer. He should be. Yeah, absolutely. And and I really enjoyed listening to his, his post-race interview because um, he he just drove a smart race and, he really and even did. heard him say, he says, I didn't, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I thought Tyler was going to run out of fuel yep. and he was patient, saved his stuff and had enough to hold off first. I for a few laps until Doug broke and then Otto at the very end, which it was exciting. I, I thought he was going to get him, but he, he had enough left to, to hold on and just ran a really good, smart race. And, um, he, you know, several feature wins track championship. And, and now we got the classic win and, Certainly, I, I would think he's a future Hall of Famer, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, obviously, a great performance by so many people. Um, we can talk about Doug Didero, of course, who had a podium finish, and then um, that was just uh, scary to watch, and thankfully it sounds like uh, his injuries were very minimal in terms of the burns. Um, he was basically relatively okay um just a a freak deal there it looked like but um he had a nice run going and and really um you kind of got to wonder could he have challenged for the win but at least he it looked like he had second place in the books yeah it looked like he had second in the books and I thought maybe in the last three laps there that he was going to be able to at least challenge for the win and um I was getting really excited for the finish because I you know I like Michael a lot and I'm also very close with Doug and John Coloca and that whole bunch so I says well it's it's two guys up front that I don't really care who wins. I yeah. This is going to be an exciting finish. And um, just darn, I, I couldn't believe it. We were watching on the, the Jumbotron when that happened. And um, such a weird freak thing. I You know, we've all heard of drive shafts breaking before, but yeah. to actually go through the oil tank, that's, that's crazy. And yeah. everything just engulfed immediately. So Doug was very lucky. He really was. And, and again, you know, sometimes you don't know that something can happen until it does. And I, I feel like this may have been one of those times. I'm not sure anybody would have ever kind of in their brain, um, would have ever, 
you know, walk through the thought process that, well, it could, if the drive shaft breaks, there's a possibility it could, you know, um, and, and I don't, you know, it just seemed like everybody was caught totally by surprise by the way that it happened. So you kind of wonder now, what could we do? We always think, you know, safety. So what could we do to um, somehow prevent that going forward? Because you obviously want to see it happen again if, if, if you could prevent it. So I'm sure somebody will, some engineer who is way smarter than me, will, uh, will, will probably get to work on some sort of a solution there. But that was just a really, really freak deal. It was, yeah. Uh, I think the incredible part, and most people don't know this, is that they had a fire extinguisher down there, and it was actually positioned, I believe, on the outside of the chassis itself. Oh, really? And the the drive shaft hit the fire extinguisher, and the fire extinguisher sprayed and put the fire out by itself, and that's how it went out. So oh, fast, so. wow, that's weird. Yeah, just uh, that's just really a weird thing weird. that happened to have it there, and it it worked out good because it. It could have been a whole lot worse wow, if that fire didn't go out. Holy cow. Wow, that's yeah. really weird. Um, but a good run for him. And, yeah. you know, really, you could you could go right down through the top five, top ten. I mean, you know, Otto, obviously. And um, I think the, the other big story or the other big thing for me was um, – Joe Gozik, because um, I didn't even realize he was running the backup car, but that am I? I think that's what he did, right? He ran the extreme car. Well, Joe didn't realize he was running the backup car until about one o'clock in the afternoon on oh, Saturday. What so, happened? Uh, they'd been having motor problems with the primary car, and ah. they was giving him fits again. And okay, they went home to get the backup car, and he got it out there just in time for time trials, and just did Joe Gozik things in the feature and ran a, or in the classic and ran a great race and um ended up fourth with a, a really good run so um that was that was cool and i i also think we'd be remiss not to shout out danny connors jr for oh absolutely run yeah too. That was, yeah yeah i was thrilled for him yeah and and again you know danny's a guy that's very quiet and he, you don't really you know, a lot of times we don't focus on him he just quietly runs well and i mm-hmm. and, and i that that car that he bought, I really, you know, obviously I felt like that was the car that could propel him to, you know, start winning some races. We haven't seen it yet, but I feel like that run in the classic at least says, hey, they're getting really close. Yeah, they've had a lot of speed in that car, and I definitely think that you'll see him get his first feature win this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping. Um, I felt there, there's two guys that are really deserving of a couple things and going into this year, and it was Michael Barnes winning the classic, yep. and we got one, and Check. the other was... Daniel went in the feature, so I'm hoping yes. that happens also. Yes. Um, and uh, I hope it does, too, to be honest. Now, we, I mean, obviously, we had a short field. Um, and, I mean, there were some guys missing that I would have thought would have been there. Um, and, uh, I mean, do you have any insight as to why, for example, Keith Champagne wasn't there? And, I mean, there were a number of drivers. I know that there were several involved in the wreck couple of weeks before but Keith mm-hmm. I didn't think Keith was that bad but maybe it was I guess they wanted to strip the car down and, and make repairs to it for whatever reason um so you know that was really disappointing just to you know we could have easily had a 40 car field yeah. um I don't think really at the end of the day that it, it mattered for the fans as far as the quality of the show because I think it was as good oh, as a great race we've had. Yeah. um but I mean losing Dave Danzer also, Allison Slowed, Michael Muldoon was yeah. supposed to be there, just yep. had a baby. 
Yeah. Uh, so just <laughs> weird stuff popping up. And um, well, I don't know if a baby's weird, but it's it's certainly inconvenient timing. <laughs> well, like they, he, I feel yeah. like he and his wife needed yeah. to plan that better. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They, they should have known better than yeah. to, to have a May Classic baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like you, you got to sort of plan this out. Look at the calendar. Uh, but yeah. you know, it was strange. I mean, it was just it 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 looked like classic, and yet you got to twenty four, and it was like, where's the rest of the, you know? But yeah, it was a good race, obviously. And I mean, Tyler, you know, Tyler's dominance notwithstanding. Um, and it's interesting that he's kind of, it seems like Tyler, um, is, is sort of determined that he's just going to be, you know, a high speed rabbit. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I've always been told that you burn more fuel, the faster you go. And it's kind of like, man, if that's true, well, could, what if he'd slowed down just for like, 10 laps would it have been enough to get him to the end it's just a strange deal there um you know i felt bad for him and it, you know because obviously you come that close you, you that's that's a hard one to swallow and he's had that happen twice in a row now um you know the the week before two weeks before and then the the, the classic um so it's interesting um the strategy there i might have thought he might have been a bit more conservative yeah, uh, just a really weird set of circumstances, let alone to happen two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a feeling he was he was going really hard, just like, I guess, kind of like everybody else did. Everybody yeah. else, I was kind of, oh, is, is he going to run out? Is he going to make it? And and we were all saying the same thing last year, and, and he made it. He made it, um, yeah. But I think maybe the downfall this year was that there was way more green flag laps yeah and not yeah. as many caution yep. laps and he was going just as hard if not harder than 2019 when he was right. leading and um they'd use the same strategy had uh one of his crew guys down there in turn one you know slow fast slow yeah. fast speed up slow down and um it, for a while it seemed like it was going to work and then um at that point i was out of the car and i was oh boy they're running a lot of green flag laps and sure yeah. enough yeah, it's it's just interesting. And again, I, I'm not you know knocking Tyler or anything. It, it last year it worked, and, and it was it was really quite an interesting thing to watch last year. I felt like, um, but this year it 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 sort of felt to me like maybe last year he might have caught everybody off guard. Like nobody believed you could do that and and get away with it. And then this year, like right. you said, we talked about Mike, and and there was probably others that that were thinking, okay, well you know, we're on to him. We're not going to try to chase him. We're if, if look, if, if, if he does it again, there's nothing I can do about it, you know, but mm -hmm. I'm going to say my best stuff to the end and, and try to give him a shot. And uh, like you said, maybe the amount of green flag laps um, made the difference there, but it's, it's just a, it's a very different classic strategy from what I'm used to. Cause growing up, it was all about drivers like Nolan Swift and Furlong. And, and there were some, obviously some others in between that, that understood you know, save the car, and and Bentley was always that way too. Save the car and and make right. sure you got stuff left at the end. And with Tyler, it feels like, you know, I'm a racehorse. I want to run, and it's 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 fun to watch. And at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you're in your head. It's like, is this the best strategy? But you know, you're either when you any any situation like that, you're either a hero or a zero. And last year he was a hero, and this year he was zero. So it's sort of 50-50, I feel like. 50-50 so far. I'm yeah, sure they'll try so it again and, and 
they'll have more fuel in the car. Yeah, time. So, exactly. Um, I think it's just, you know, he, he toyed with everybody. He yeah. toyed with everybody. Yeah. So, um, you know, if they can figure out their fuel mileage just a little bit better, because um, they're really only 10 laps short, then, well, I think everybody's in trouble because nobody was even touching them. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, crazy. how do you, well, and, and again, if you're the other drivers, how do you deal with that? Because, right. You know, you 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 don't want to use up your stuff trying to keep them behind you or you know race with them early. Um, but then, if we don't have any cautions late in the race, he's gone. You know, it's it's you. It may it certainly does make it a and and that's why I'm saying I'm not disrespecting Tyler because there's some real validation to that strategy of dare everybody else to keep up. And it's mm-hmm. amazing that they have such a good car like that for classic that they can can go do that sort of thing. I'm not sure we've seen that before, to be honest. Even when no, Jimmy I dominated haven't. in 1980, yes, he we, we had the best car, but Jimmy didn't do what Tyler's done. Jimmy was you know a straightaway out or whatever. He didn't um, he didn't over you know push the car or didn't. He just went out and ran his race and nobody could really keep up with him. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it felt like he was a, just a little bit more uh, easier on the car or whatever all the way through the race, or at least that's how it looked. With with Tyler, it's like, let's get as far, you know, out as far as we can and lap people and do, you know, we've seen other drivers try to run away and hide and it's never worked out for them. Um, and uh, last year with Tyler, I think everybody was amazed. And so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's very interesting, and it was cool to me. Um, I I missed something in the pre-race somewhere because I didn't realize I saw the classic lineup start, and I was at Hickory trying to do so. I was I was I saw most of it, but you're kind of um, you know tuning in and then tuning out a minute or two. But it, but it um, I didn't realize Danny was actually in the backup Thompson car again. I saw the eighty eight, and I'm like, which car's that? And um, and it was it was neat for me to see Danny be able to get that opportunity and uh, and, and and make good on it um, and and have a nice run with that uh, you know and Russ Wood being in the forty one car too did did you have any opportunity to talk with him at all about because this I think was isn't this the first time that he's ran at a Swigo in one of the Arrow cars? Well, he ran about ten years ago in the Classic. That was the last time he ran. Okay. Uh, but yeah, with this wing package and everything, yeah, that's what I'm saying, and all the new aero stuff. Yeah, it's the first time, um, and he did he did good. He did, uh, yeah. Had a nice time trial, and I think he was up to eighth at one point, and uh, the car was looking really good, and um, got into the inside hub rail, I think, in three and four. And, okay, uh, knocked the toe out, and an unfortunate way for it to end. I think he probably would have had a top five, um, but it was nice to see him come back and, and run well, and. I I bet he'll be back again. Beautiful car too. I, I love the uh, the design on it. Uh, yeah, and it the is. graphics. Beautiful car. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we we thought Eric Iosu, but I guess it. I guess Eric went back to his own car. Yeah, um, Johnny wanted to race that car every week, and Iosus didn't want to race every week, even though they oh, have okay. so far. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they went back to the to the booth car that they have, and. Um, I don't know what Johnny's going to do. I think he kind of wanted to dabble a little bit with the Swiggo, maybe try it on Isma, okay. possibly try Rust for some Isma races. Interesting. Um, and I hope again for the second classic, 
maybe he can put me in it for a week. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I'll keep working on it. <laughs> Johnny, are you listening? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that would be fun. Um, yeah, again, just neat to see, um, you know, the different drivers that were there and, uh, you know, missed, obviously, the guys that weren't. It was a pretty good race overall. Uh, and, uh, again, I think it um, – it was very successful given the circumstances and you know, you just, the weather was obviously an issue on Friday and it wasn't great on Saturday. It didn't appear, but obviously it stayed dry. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it's just one of those deals where, you know, that was, you, you run it and I'm thrilled that they did. And and it was great that Johnny and Eric, uh, gave the fans that, that treat and a great win by obviously by Michael Barnes and the team. Um, and, uh, it's cool to think that uh, in a couple months we get another one, you know, so, yeah, um, cool. you know, yeah. now uh, 350s, um, I asked Jeff Battle point blank, I'm like 16.5 in quality, like what in the world is that about? And, uh, you know, of course he just laughed and, and but uh, he's got something that nobody else seems to have speed wise. He really does. Well, I joked with him down at the campgrounds after the races. He would have time trialed tenth for the I was gonna Big say, Rock Classic. Yeah, yeah. he out time trialed more than half the field. Out time trialed me, and I said, "You <laughs> son of a gun! <laughs> you beat me with the three fifty, you know." And I'm in a big block, and well, I can't feel bad because he he beat fifteen of us with big yeah. blocks with the three fifty. So you were um, the only one. Crazy, crazy. I was shocked. I mean, but but it does go to show you though that. You know, I think everybody thought, well, the 350s will be X amount slower. Well, and, and in reality, I mean, you know, they haven't hit 15.7 yet. But, I mean, it shows you that there's not that much of a difference. It's it's, And, of course, they got the top wing. But it's it's still a very fast car. And it's a, and it's still oh, a yeah, legit yeah. super modified. And, and Jeffrey is just, to me, a, a huge talent. And, you know, nobody nobody really... Um, I mean, he had a pretty good battle, uh, with a couple of different guys for a while. I mean, he had to come through the field after the invert and a pretty good battle with a, with, with a number of guys. But once he got out in the lead, I mean, it was pretty much over, you know, (laughs) you weren't catching, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And by the way, I I need to go back because I had another note for the super race too. Um, it was really nice to see Mike Bruce for a while in the top 10. Um, yes, in that car, yes. I, I need to throw that back in there because, um, boy, that team, that whole group has just had so much adversity to start the season. It was really nice to see Michael, um, doing out there being competitive and, and showing that, you know, okay, we can go forward here and, and, and start building our season off this. Um, so I was happy to see that, um, but uh, yeah, the three fifty deal. I mean, it was it was interesting. I I don't know too much about Keddy. I wasn't real familiar with him. Um, but it, it you know he obviously ran a a really good race. It was like you know, and it seemed like Dave Cliff was running better until they had an issue. And mm-hmm. there were a number of drivers that I thought had really good performances. But my gosh, Battle was just in a league of his own. He was, yeah. Dave Cliff was running good the opening five six laps, yeah. and um, looked like he was going to have a real good car and i think they had an overheating problem but um chase lock ran a fantastic race yeah, i was going to get to chase because yeah gonna i really thought too. he was going to he was going to win it and 15 years old and it's incredible what he did really he had a a great weekend he was fast all weekend and um i just 
just the slightest hesitation with the lap yeah. car coming down the front stretch yeah. with about a dozen laps to go. And um, that was it. That's all it took. Yeah. Um, and but when Jeffrey got the lead, he just set sail and, and he was gone. But really, really good race and um, nice performance by both those guys. It definitely was. Uh, and, yeah, it was we, – we, uh, Chase is on the show and we – uh, you know, Jeff, that's basically what Jeff said. He said, I think maybe, you know, my experience in the lap traffic, um, because, and, and it's hard too, because, you know, obviously, as you know, it's easy to be running by yourself, but when you get to the slower traffic, you got to start making some decisions quickly. And when you're 15 and it's your first year in, in the 350 at Oswego and there's this big old track and you're trying and you're leading, that's a big stage. And like you said, it only takes a moment's hesitation and the guy behind you has obviously the advantage of watching what you're doing and, you know, mm-hmm. being able to. So, um, you know, that was a, a really incredible for Chase to put on that performance. And, and I was happy too, just as a, a lock family accomplishment after obviously Ryan um, having what happened the, a couple of weeks I before know. happened, yeah. you know, it was nice to see. Uh, that that Chase came out and had that second. It's like okay, badge of honor, and we're good because obviously what happened to Ryan wasn't his fault. Um, but again, you know they weren't able to you know come back and race. Um, and so um, good for Chase to to be able to do what he did. Um, very encouraged by the 350 division so far and 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 where we're at and and how it's building. Um, you know we knew it was going to be a bit of a work in progress. And um, I feel like the 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 amount of competitive cars at Oswego, you know, of the regulars has definitely increased for this year. And that's all you wanted to see, really. It sure has. Yeah. And the, and the driving, the talent, really. And yes. well, I don't even want to say the talent, but I, um, the guys have really picked up on the setup and, yeah. and they're learning the cars. The Oswego guys are. And, and if you look at time trials, the entire top 10, with the exception of battle, was within a tenth of yeah. every, you know, every other car. And that that tells me that the Oswego guys are are really learning and, and picking up on this stuff, and it's cool to see them go out and compete with the New England cars. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think before long, and we're almost pretty much darn near there right now. We're going to yes. have twelve, fifteen of these yep. weekly just from Oswego. And yep. Um, you saw we sprinkle in New England, and we had twenty cars for the classic. Yep. I was I was thrilled with that. It was great. Yep. I agree, hundred percent. Okay, we get to the uh, SBS division, and I think I joked at the beginning of the show that Mike Bond won his 75th straight uh, SBS Classic, um, and uh, I, I it, it just it it boggles my mind how this group um, can come to the track once a year, basically, um, and show up for this, this biggest race of the year for the division and just literally embarrass the rest of the field every year without even, and they make it look like a walk in the park. It's incredible. They've got something going on that nobody else has and nobody else has been able to find it or find the equivalent of it because I mean, you know, I, I, I think I also joked that, that they've already awarded him the next three trophies. So he doesn't even have to come. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's incredible to me how badly he beats every, it's not even that he wins. It's the fact that it's just like, there's a super modified in the small block field. (laughs) Well, I think it's just, it's just Mike Bond. And he's he's been at it longer than than any of those guys. There's a lot of rookies, and you still have 
your experienced drivers, Cameron, Danny K, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, Josh Okolik has a lot of experience now, AJ Burnus, uh, the Haynes brothers and and you know, it's it's just Mike shows up and, and you he you know, Danny K had a good quote after the, the classic. He said, I'm glad the seventy four is back because he makes everybody else that much better when he's here. And that's <laughs> I guess. the darn truth. Just yeah, not he as really good does. as he is. You know, it's it's like and and maybe it is Mike. I mean, you know that that and it well could be, but it's like he's you know he's really that much superior as a driver to everybody else in the. It's just incredible, really. I mean, the the run that he's had, and like I said, nobody yeah. seems to even be able to come close. So, you know, I understand where Danny K comes from, but it's like, well, if he makes y'all better, why why does it? <laughs> somebody step up and challenge the guy you know um i feel like he just uh, you know i think if if i were driving in that class i'd feel like he just really kind of proves how you know how far we still have to go it's it's just incredible and and as i said earlier congratulations to the entire team because that's i mean that's you know i don't know that we've we will ever see that again whenever mike decides to finally stop doing this um, I, I think that that's it. You'll never see somebody with that kind of a run in any division ever again, because it no. is just it, the, the, the odds of this, you know, no, no breakdowns, no, uh, you know, lap car spun in front of them, no oil on the track. They put some in the wall, you know, all these little things that can happen. The odds of, of, you know, what five, is it five, um, five in a row, five in a yeah. row. Um, you know, the odds of that is, is just there. It's just astronomical. So, yeah, you know, you is. don't want to take away from Danny Kay and the rest of them. And I was glad to again, glad to see after the, you know, the, the, the race before glad to see him, him come back and run. Well, um, you know, Andrew always puts on a show, you know, yep. all of these guys really, you know, it was, if you took bond out of it, this would have been a really good race. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, know, I don't know if it's that he's amazing. I don't know that it's even that he's that much better of a driver than everybody else. I just think it's he he's obviously the best ever in the small block class. He's just so good. And the experience, not only is he an incredible driver, he's his knowledge is just amazing. I mean, he would come and help me and and give us a hand every once in a while when we're in the small blocks. And I would just sit back and, and listen. And it's like, wow. And races are one in the shop, and they come yes. prepared, and yeah, and there you go. That's what happens. And he's so quiet, you know. Yeah, he's he's not a gregarious guy. He's just very, you know, kind of off to the side, and just you know. Um, it, it's just it's just amazing, really. It's it's kind of like as this has gone year to year to year, you know, you watch it, and it's like this isn't fair. But then it gets to five, and it it just hit me, you know, at that point, it's like we've reached. For us, we go immortal status like this is you're never going to see this again. And it's probably not over unless he retires. You know, right. I almost right. want to see him retire and put somebody else in the car just to see what it does in a, in a classic. Like, you know, what could the car do without the jockey? Um, right. You know, yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah. You know, it is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, and he's very modest. Like you said, what's I'm saying. Yeah. He's just yeah. the most unassuming guy. Um, and, uh, but my goodness, it's like, you know, um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's amazing, but, 
Um, I mean, all in all, good weekend. Hated to see that the other two divisions couldn't run um, because of the rain, the Friday night class. Yeah, that was a shame. You know, are they going to be rescheduled? As of now, no, they're not, mm. unfortunately. That's a shame. It I feel is. bad for, for Jody and, and, and everybody in those groups because, you know, I think both of those races would have been fun. You know, and and obviously, the, you know, you didn't get to see that. But um, I, what, did they just decide not to to like have Sunday as a rain date? What was the uh, situation there? Well, I think Sunday was more so a rain date for Saturday. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me. The problem was that they were concerned that you wouldn't get the super stack guys and ah. the mini stack guys to come back for Sunday. Okay. Um. So they. They canceled it, and uh, yeah, as of now, it's not being rescheduled. So I guess we just have to look ahead to the the Super Stack Classic tune-up in August, and of course the Dave London Memorial Classic weekend in the fall. And yeah, we're also going to have the mini stocks back, or the the Midwest Sport Compacts, I should say, are coming back for the Fall Classic also, and sprinkle those guys in with yeah. the field that was supposed to come for the Spring Classic, and you're going to have a pretty darn lot of mini stocks. I don't know where they're going to. I them hope all, so. I hope so, because I just, those guys, for the Oswego fans that have never seen those guys run, especially when you have a bunch, um, okay, they're not 15-7 laps, okay, but these right. guys are all over the racetrack. Yeah, like, yeah. it's zany to watch these guys run. Even down here, the tracks that have a good field of them, Oftentimes, it doesn't matter if it's dirt or pavement, by the way, it they right. put on the best, most entertaining show of the night, um, you know, because, again, they just everybody's full out and and it's you're not racing for big money. You're racing for pride, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the yeah. trophy. And um, so, yeah, the, it is just such a fun. And I, I had the chance to see him last March, um, last year in March when they when I went to RP for the super show there. And um, they didn't have as many as they thought they would. I think they had thirty-eight. I think something like that. They were they were expecting like sixty. Um, but but I'm telling you, some of those cars, like they put some time and money into not just the cars themselves, but the graphics. And they are nice cars. It's not, you know, you think mini stocks and you think sort of junkers like you'd see on right. a dirt track. No, these guys are serious. And it was just an eye-opening thing to watch them run. So, um, you know, I was sorry that, that those shows didn't go, but uh, glad that, you know, obviously we're going to get another shot at them in the fall and, um, you know, and uh, in, the, in the super stocks, obviously, a couple times. So that's that's all good. Um, what uh, is there anything we missed about Classic Weekend um, that uh, that we should talk about here before we get to what's coming up next? I'm just trying to look at the results and, and make sure I didn't miss anything, um, any big stories. Um, we didn't have a I track record, so other than the yeah, um, battle. <laughs> yeah, battle hit the track record. Bond was close, was within a 10. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't think we missed anything. Maybe yeah. as we talk here on this you know, next segment, I'm probably going to blurt out something, but I think, <laughs> I think we hit everything. Just uh, thank all the, the fans that came out to support yeah, us absolutely boy was that nice and, to see yeah it was it was a fantastic weekend it was it was short but um it really did feel like classic walking in there on saturday morning it was like I okay bet. this is yeah. like classic sunday yeah it i was, mean 
that's why it seemed like um, it was kind of. It, I think um, who did I talk to that said it? It felt like classic, but different because you you knew it was classic because you know of the haulers going out and all that. But it mm-hmm. was Saturday, so there was. It, you knew it was Saturday, so it was just like weird that we were doing this yeah. now and doing it. Yeah, and, you know. Um, and ironically enough, the weather is <laughs> the weather was kind of like it's been a lot of times for classic. Um, you know, with cold and rain or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, it, but it was just you know it it, it did feel out of place, and even me sit, uh, standing at Hickory, um, you know, tr- watching it on somebody's computer, and then getting home in time because we rained out uh, the feature Saturday night, getting home in time to um watch the last uh uh green white checkered um i missed about uh maybe 30 laps of tyler's domination between then um mm-hmm. but um it was it was just so strange but it was cool uh, you know i know that we're probably not going to do this every year but um i hope that at least it kind of puts john and eric in in the mode of maybe we could go back I would love to honestly go back to the Port City 150 format and get the modifieds back, yes. run a local modified show. It doesn't have to be NASCAR um, and and just run a, a big race and get, you know, I think that, you know, I think th- it would be a good time to look at that and, and do 75 for each and just, you know, make a good show, maybe throw in the, you know, the sport compacts or something and make a weekend, but do something that, that that is still a big show, but maybe could be unique to that weekend again, you know, obviously instead of a classic. Um, so, you know, fun stuff for sure. What do we have coming up um, over the next couple of weeks? I know the modifieds are coming. The tour is, is going to be there and um, some interesting driver changes for that <laughs> too. Um, yeah. Chase Dowling subbing for Kobe, who's going to be running that SRX deal on CBS that Everham and, Tony put together that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting and that they're at Stafford um and so in comes Chase Dowling who's a very young aggressive driver that's run a swiggle before and knows the track well um but yeah the tour coming with the supers uh and and then we've got a twin show right we do yeah um so that should be fun and uh then we we're off at the end of June for graduation and the Isma kicks in at Seekonk. Now, um, I was trying to figure out, so I guess Isma's paying a bonus if an outside regular wins. It's like a $1,000 bonus if a Swiggle car or a Ohio car wins. Yep, yep, that's correct. Yep. Nice, nice. So who do we think from Oswego will go chase the Isma deal then? I don't know. I know Otto's going to because he's running pretty much every Isma race, but one guy that I was looking forward to seeing how he does there that's not going to be able to go is, is Jeff Abel because he blew the motor in the classic. Oh, I wondered Um, if that was a blow motor. Yeah, it was. And, and that's a shame because he's, he's won a lot of races. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the stats somewhere because I wanted to mention this. He's won the Boston Louis three times and has four NEMA wins and four USAC wins at Seekonk, but has not in the, in the super yet. So it would, it would have been cool to, to see him get that and, or, uh, you know, maybe he wouldn't have got it, but he went, would have went out and surely been a threat oh, he, for it. And, um, he would have put on a show. He always does. Yeah. You know? He always does. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that's a shame. So we don't have uh, an idea of who might be uh, heading that way from Oswego at this point? I know it's a I, ways away. But... You know, I don't know how many Oswego teams we're going to get to go out there because, I mean, we were we were talking about it, um, but we'll have to see how today goes. And, and then it just presents the problem where you got, you know, a small crew get back from Seacock at 8 in the morning Thursday or whatever it is after driving all night, and then you got – basically a day to turn the car around for a swiggo but Good point. Uh, i guess racers just aren't as ambitious as they used to be because guys used to go to lee change the car over in the middle of the night and go to a swiggo the next day well um, but, yeah but i think i will say that i think it was slightly less of a changeover maybe back then than it yeah. is now um you know and uh you know different time and place i guess but sure. i don't yeah. want to i don't want to call anybody less ambitious although i think i'm just calling myself that <laughs> could probably make that case but yeah, yeah it's just different and that's too bad because you know as i've said before many times you know and even i i loved watching the mss show at kalamazoo um mm-hmm. just uh, for long as it was a heart stopper and you just i started praying right away it's like let it move. Help it move. Show me. Let it move. Once it once I can see moving, it's like okay. I think we're gonna be okay. But that was terrible. Um, and I oh, hated that for him and for Jeff. That car just, I mean, beautiful doesn't even begin. Um, you know. But um, at any rate, a great comeback for him. I think, except for obviously the the end result, but certainly proved that he still got it. And uh, you know, and, and it was fun to watch him racing with those guys. And uh, I know that there's some wins coming for that team. Um, you know, it's uh, it's that's that was a tough one to swallow. But good to see Kyle win. But again, you know, gosh, I would have loved to have seen you know even half those guys at a Swigo would have put it thirty thirty two and you know what could the one car have done and you know it, some of the other cars so. You know, you just hate that that it's kind of a segregated deal, but it is what it is. I hope Isma has a strong field and puts on a great show at Seekonk and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, should be fun. And they've got, where is it, Manadnock or something else coming up to? Yeah, that's in two weeks on the 26th. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So um, Isma will crank up, and uh, I know you'll keep us up to date on all of that as well. Um, fun to talk to you again, buddy. We kind of went a little long here, but we had a lot to get through um, as far as uh, all the classic stuff and all that. Look forward to hearing about your winged adventures on the, the next groove <laughs> next week. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep we'll talk about uh, what's going on at that time. So um, good luck this afternoon. Have fun and uh, uh, be interesting to, to talk to you on the next show about that. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk soon. All right, that's Camden Proud back with more of The Groove right after this. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. 
My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to the groove. It's been a busy one today. Lots of uh, voices on the groove, just the way I like it. Uh, we've got another one for you. One more left today. Chase Locke is with us. And, uh, man, he and I uh, have <laughs> – he's almost as hard to catch off the track as he is on it, and I have been too. So um, through the miracle of modern technology and schedules finally meshing – here on Sunday, um, Chase and I now talking uh, and looking forward to this because this kind of completes a trifecta here on the group. We had Chase's dad, Jeff Lock on, and then we had his older brother, Ryan, and now we've got him. So first of all, Chase, it's good to have you on the show, and I know this is probably one of your first, if not your first, radio interviews. So again, just uh, bring some energy and uh, try to try to tell us some good stories here. And I want to start with um, the most current event for you, which was last night you had a race. First of all, where was the race? Uh, the race was actually at Star. Okay. Which... So it, it was kind of a crazy one. but uh, Oh, do tell. We like crazy stories. Yeah, so the it started off good. You know, we had a good run uh, during practice. The car was a little tight at the beginning. But near the middle, it started getting better. We put a new set of tires on. And then then after heats, I, I finished first in my heats, which was my oh, first wow. ever. Oh, nice. Which was my first ever win in the heat race. So that was pretty exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. And then, and then going on, after a couple more heat races, it starts downpouring. Ooh. Which kind of screwed up the whole entire process we had because... Starting third on the inside, it's not the best place, but it, it's it's still a good place to start. But that rain really messed it up after a while of like an hour of sitting in the in the trailer waiting. Uh, but once we got out there, um, I started third. I had a pretty good start. Um, car went well at the start, but. Once you started getting their tires warm, it started really getting, you could feel the rain and all of that coming down. Oh, wow. Because it started really getting loosened up. Felt like I was in an, an old an old uh, midget out there <laughs> squealing the wheel everywhere. <laughs> so you were, hang uh, on, I want to clarify this. You were racing a 350 Super in the rain. I wasn't in the rain. Oh. It, it was just right after the rain. Oh, so the track was still a little damp? Yeah, yeah, ah, it was still pretty okay. damp. Gotcha. But, uh, so we got, I got a pretty good start. I got up into third, but, uh, the guy on the outside kept it, and he, he had a pretty good run on the outside, so I moved back to fourth. But, uh, after a couple laps went by, we caught up to a couple lap cars. He slowed down. I caught up to him a little bit. And after that, the yellow came out, which brought me brought me back up into the group a little bit, which is nice. But the second restart wasn't as good as the first one. Uh, I think I got back two positions because I got uh, trained on the inside. But, oh, okay. But it, it wasn't the best start, but we got a position back. Uh, I got hit 
one time. I won't I won't start pointing names or fingers, but <laughs> uh, it it wasn't the. We'll just call it a bumper. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it that for now. <laughs> uh, so after that, the car kind of settled down a little bit, and then we kind of just carried on and finished six throughout the day. Okay, so you finished it, finished in sixth place. Not bad at all. Again, uh, new experience for you this year. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure it wasn't probably what you were hoping for, but at least the car's in one piece, and now you can just work on finding some more speed and uh, going back to the next one, right? Yeah, it's, it's all about the experience that we got today because it's all new to us. Yeah. It's our first season. Like, I think I believe that was our fourth race. So. Oh, wow. It was pretty. It went pretty good, knowing that we just rained, and you know, we we hadn't had an experience with the car to be able to change it to that. Right. But I'm excited, and I'm I'm pretty excited with how we finished. Yeah, it sounds like a good run. Okay, let's let's go back to your previous race, which was at Oswego on Classic Weekend, because. <clears throat> excuse me chase you really shined in that one that was an outstanding performance now i want to ask you though you when was the first you probably been going to a swiggo off and on for a while right as a fan uh even my my brother uh raced there uh the week before right. and my dad's been racing there since i was a little kid so right so you've been going there for a while as a fan, but what was it like? What did it feel any different to you when you kind of crossed through the gate the other day for classic, knowing that you were going to drive? Uh, yeah, it, it was actually very nerve wracking, but very exciting <laughs> at the same time. I bet it because was because knowing that I'd been there since I was five, watching my my dad race there all the time it, it felt like uh it was it was nerve-wracking because you know I've, I've been there so many times and it just felt really the experience of it is just with all the steel walls and all the, all the foam it's just it's just amazing the place is awesome yeah those are two things that you don't want to have much experience with right <laughs> no walls. definitely not i mean the foam is the more preferable yeah. of the two but you just you know neither is really the what you want uh um, yeah my my brother got a little bit of piece of foam last week oh, or the week big before time. yeah thank oh, god yeah. i'll tell you what thank god for the foam it you know oh, impacts yeah. like that i mean i grew up as a as a 70s kid going there in the early 70s and that was before obviously well before foam and oh, yeah. hits like that were not good. So um, no. very thankful that the phone was there for uh, for Ryan's uh, deal. There. Yeah, I'm glad he 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 got out right away. So yes. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you you cross the gate, you get your driver's suit on, you start going out, and um, I mean you you take your first practice session, and you come back in after the first practice was. Was it what you were expecting? Was it easier? Was it harder? I mean, when you first went in the track, went on the track, how did the first practice experience compare to what you kind of thought it would be going in? Uh, so I thought it was going to be a little bit easier, but the <laughs> the one hard thing that I really had to get used to was the speed. Yeah, because it's hard to tell like that that cornering because it's so like wide and yeah. fast paced. 
that's the one thing that it was so hard to get used to. That but, was um, you probably hadn't raced on a five eighths mile track in anything before, have you? Uh, no, no, that was my first time actually. Yeah, so that's the biggest track you've ever run, and you're in this big old three fifty super with a lot more horsepower than the midget you were used to before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> But you picked it up quick, right? Because I mean, you led, you know, a good bunch of that, um, and and uh, uh, had a great run, and you know, it just—I think—it shows the talent that you have, Chase, because it's hard to go to a Swigo in anything for your first time and finish on the podium and lead laps, and um, and I mean, you know, obviously Jeffrey has had a ton of experience. He's not that much older than you, but he's been doing this long enough to have you know, a lot more experience and, um, and it, and it, I, I wonder, was it kind of just the, a little, were you just that little bit hesitant in the traffic that was that kind of the difference or what do you feel like was the difference? Cause you definitely had a great car, but, uh, just Jeffrey, it, Jeffrey kind of caught you in traffic there in a moment. Uh, so the, the traffic was definitely one of the more difficult things to kind of cope with because, the the speed and going by everybody it's it's a lot different from like using momentum yeah. to go by on like smaller tracks yeah you really have to use your speed to go through like the large corners so that was a lot more different and like with Jeffrey you know you can't really do anything about that because he has so much more experience and he's right. just he's a really good driver in those and he has he has a a really good car so yeah, it was a great run, though. You you really did a great job. I mean, you know, you had to be smiling from ear to ear when you get out of that car after the race. Yeah, you should have seen my grandpa smile when I, I got bet. out. I yeah. bet. Yeah. God bless uh, him. It, it was very exciting getting out and knowing that I finished second. I imagine. And, and knowing that I had to take the engine out just to, just to make so that they knew that we weren't cheating, but. <laughs> I, I I knew we weren't cheating, but it's kind of a badge of honor in a way, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you, know, they, yeah. you, you know you finish good when they pull your motor. If you finish twelfth, <laughs> they're probably not going to worry too much. No, um, probably not. So that's uh, that's a that's that's awesome. I'm really happy for you, Chase. Now, let's kind of go back a little bit. So I want to know what your very first memory is, if you can think back uh, to it. What is your very first memory of being at a racetrack? And how old were you? Uh it, it was a while ago, but um I feel like the the from what I can remember, the the farthest back that I can remember was like like five, six years old. Okay. Just going to Oswego and watching uh watching my dad with the non wing super okay. going around. Okay, so so it was at Oswego. That's interesting, and that yeah. would have been about uh, what were you fifteen now? So about ten years ago, right? Yep. Wow, that's uh, that's cool. Well, I mean, that had to be extra special. Then, if the first memory you have is at Oswego, then it had to be extra special to go race there and finish second because obviously, it's it's is it almost like in a weird sort of way, Oswego would feel like your home track, even though you probably race like Star and, and those other tracks closer to your house but Oswego is kind of the track that you seem to always gravitate to and remembering back to your dad racing and of course Randy in the car and then 
you know, your brother, uh, which I did, you were you weren't even there that night, were you? You were racing your uh, own car. I, think. I I had when he started his race, I had just finished mine, and we we finished packing up. Okay. So, and we got fifth place that night. Oh wow! Okay, top five, nice run. Um, so yeah, you weren't even there when he, when he crashed, uh, which probably wasn't a bad thing, honestly, but I mean, do you feel like Oswego is sort of either your home track or at least, uh, like a home track away from home? Uh, maybe uh, definitely like a home track away from home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the amount of times that I've been there, just having the experience of even driving there, it was very, very exciting just to be there. Well, I know the fans enjoyed it, and uh, everybody talked about it. Uh, you know, with that that kind of a run, first time in a car like that at Oswego, um, that's that's highly impressive. So uh, let's walk through your career a little bit. So you started at how old? Uh, I'd, I'd say probably uh, 10, 10, 11. Oh, wow. You've only been racing for four or five years? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, folks. Check this out. Four or five years, he's already in a 350 Super, which basically is a Super with a small block. So he's already driving a full-size Super. That's incredible. Um, where, What kind of car did you start in a quarter midget? Uh, so you might not have heard of it, but there, there's these little, uh, I think they're called Tiger Sprints, little go-karts. Okay. And, and we used to go up uh, at 603 Motor Speedway. Okay. It was this little uh, cart track that we used to go to about every week. I think that's the same, isn't it? The same division that uh, Ryan started into, like, uh, uh, like yeah, yeah, caged carts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, yeah. And so, how long did you race those? Because I mean, you've had a quick ascension to the super. So, how many were you only in those for like a year? Or? Uh, so I was in those for about like two seasons, about so a a year or two. Okay. And then we went into a little bit of a faster go-kart, but after, after like, half of a season, we realized that, you know, it's kind of getting to that point where it's a little bit slower paced, and, you know, <laughs> I'm not really that used to it. So okay. uh, after that, it was kind of just like, where do we go next? Where did you go next? And at that point, Ryan, Ryan my brother, had a... He he was already like a season into his uh, Nima Light career. Okay. And my dad saw one up for sale, and he said, "You know, this is a big chance. You know, why might well we might as well take it." So we we took it and we we raced it for about uh, let's say two years. Wait, I would say. So hang take, so hang on. How old were you? Do you, do you remember when you stepped into the Nima Light for the first time? Uh, uh, geez, when was that? I would say <laughs> 13, 12. Oh, my. <laughs> wow, what so, a jump from a go-kart yeah, to a that was an experience. I bet it was. So did you race with your brother then? Uh, yeah, for uh, two seasons. Oh, wow. Did you ever meet him? I did a couple times, yeah. <laughs> good, that, that was always the exciting part about it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's always the way to humble the older brother is like, okay, yeah. I, I, I just beat you. Stop picking on me. Um, <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, did you How many did, how many races did you win in the Nemo Light? Uh, so I only won uh, once. Okay. But I, uh, I got second, uh, I believe, 
Lee Speedway. Okay. I got second once, and then it was another track somewhere. I believe it may have been like Star or something. I either got third or second. Okay. So wow. yeah, that that was a fun time. So, um, <clears throat> now you're. So you ran a year or two in the Nima Light, and then did that is does that take you up to this year, or was there another step between? Uh, so that would take me up into this year. Okay. Because uh, after those two seasons, Ryan was driving in the Super Modified, and he got into the non-wing and all that. Yep. And so um, we saw the 350 up for sale. Okay. And so we decided, you know, let's make another step forward in my career, and we decided to purchase it, and so far we've been running good with it. So yeah, why not? I mean, you're all yeah. 15 now. You're you're big. You're a big kid. You're ready to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got to realize, Chase. When I was growing up, you didn't even start racing big cars till you were. You couldn't race a big car before you're like 16 or 17. Yeah, um, and yeah. uh, so, and there were a lot of guys that didn't start till they were in their 20s. And so, you know, this this whole sort of. Um, being able to race a full-size car at like 15 is, or I mean, down here, they got kids and late models at like 10 or 11. It's pretty incredible really. But, um, so, uh, walk us through your season then you've run, what'd you say? Four times this year with the 350. I mean, we talked about a swiggle in the most current race. Take us back to the first couple that you ran. Uh, so the first, the first couple that I ran were at, they're both at star. And uh, so the first race, so I they they were thinking of having like me starting in the back because I was like a rookie and stuff. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're like so, fifty. <laughs> but the, we, my dad knew the owner, and uh, he he actually stood up for us, and he let us like he let us start up in my starting position. Oh wow, which was really nice for him, and I can't thank him enough for that. So we started uh, second in that, second or third. Didn't you feel any pressure? I mean, like first race ever in this big old horsepower car and you're starting outside pole? Yeah, yeah. It was was a really good, amazing moment for me, especially. And then it, it was my first race, so I did fall back a little bit, but for my first place, I, uh, I, I, I ended up fifth. Nice. Very nice. So that it was a very exciting day. That's awesome. So you got a top five out of the box. And then did you have another race before last night? Or I mean, oh, sorry, did you have another race before Classic or just that one? Uh, I, I had another one. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, I can't really remember too much about it. but uh, Was that at I, Star? I, okay. I, I remember it now. Um, so I believe we started like, uh, ninth or about ninth or something. Okay. And, uh, so what ended up happening was a, a bunch of cars got mixed up. I got a little bit in the back a little bit. I think I started like two positions back. Okay. Which, which kind of sucked, but I got my positions back. I got up into ninth and, uh. I, I kind of just stayed there for the rest of the race. Uh, okay. I can't really remember that much more about it. And and again, was that at Star or? 
Uh, that was at Star, yeah. At Star, okay. So is that where you're running most of the time? I know they run weekly there, but they also have that, uh, what do they call it, Smack Tour, I think. Right? Yeah, is the Smack still, Tour. Yeah. Uh, so Star and Star is actually, like, it's actually really convenient because Star is 30 minutes away from us. Oh, nice. So it, it's a really easy place to go to. For and sure. it's a fun track. So. Oh, yeah, I love Star. I love yeah. Star. That's awesome. Um, well, man, it sounds like, uh, you're off to a good start this year. And obviously the classic realm was amazing. Um, yeah. have you set goals for the rest of your season? Uh, I, I would say, uh, top 10, just, I guess just finish the car with, in one piece mostly. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Laps, 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 right? Just experience, yeah. roll it into get, the trailer. Getting in one some piece. experience down. Yeah learning everything getting the car down what do you like to what do you like to do when you're not racing uh we actually have simulators here and um (laughs) me and my brother and we have a bunch of friends gather and and we like to get on the simulator and drive around and just have fun on it cool so even when you're not racing you're racing yeah. <laughs> well, good for you, man. Um, do you want to tell us about sponsors or anybody you want to thank before we uh, let you go here? Uh, Shaman Equipment, uh, Chester General Store, Lock Crane Services, and my dad and my brother, my definitely my grandpa for helping out. They've been really great this season, so... Well, I'll tell you what, uh, those of you listening to this, I want you to know that before Chase agreed to this, he told me that he wasn't much of a talker. Well, we just did 22 minutes of radio for the for his first time ever. So I want you all to, to go follow Chase Locke and go um, and, and go uh, give him an, uh, a bunch of nice comments and tell him he did a great job. Because you know what, Chase? You did a great job. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you. And uh, if you go win one now, uh, we're, we're going to have to talk again. We can bring Maybe. you back on the show. A, okay? There's a chance. Well, I know there's a chance. You almost did it at a swicker <laughs> your first time out. So, yeah. Um, that's, uh, there's a, the, by the way, there's another classic. So, you know, maybe somebody can like uh, lock battle in a porta potty or something, and you guys can go out and all have a good <laughs> race yourselves. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I wish. I wish. <laughs> well, uh, great job, Chase, and uh, for your first time, that was a nice, nice interview. And look forward to uh, seeing you continue to grow in your career. And hopefully, uh, Lord willing, I'll be up there for the next classic. So if I don't see you before, I'll see you at Oswego in September. Uh, well, thank you for letting me be here. That was Chase Locke. What a neat little interview. Chase did a great job, I thought. Uh, it's tough to do this sort of a thing, especially when you're not used to doing it. And uh, I think this may have been Chase's first one. So uh, good on him. Did a really nice uh, nice job talking to me there. Um, okay. Wow. This has been a show and a half, folks. And I got to tell you, um this show was actually put together over a period of several days. Um, I got a little bit uh, too uh, happy with the interview finger on this show, I think. Uh, But I hope you all enjoyed four guests. I think this may be the first time we've ever had a four guest show um, where they were all kind of feature type interviews. We've had interviews that are very short, but I think this was uh, a record here for Inside Groove. 
Um, and uh, again, just I, I really uh, apologize to all of you. I want to do this every week, and I'm hoping that we're at the point now where we can start kind of making things happen a little faster. Um, I'm sorry that we're not getting winter views from Oswego. Uh, or you know most anywhere else except for uh, when Kevin Sears can do the uh, MSS uh, interviews. But uh, again, if somebody will do them, we will certainly put them on. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, if there's anybody out there that uh, that wants to do that for your, whether it's ISMA or MSS or somebody in Oswego, if you can uh, get me the MP3 files, um, you know we'll do the rest and uh, and put them on. But meanwhile, uh, oh, that reminds me, too. I mentioned Kevin Sears' name. Kevin's had uh, some back surgery, and I want to pass along um, my uh, well wishes for Kevin. I know that it's uh, kind of a long, painful process of recovery here. So, um, you know, wishing you all the best, Kevin. He's been a good friend to this show and uh, really uh, thankful for Kevin for all that uh, he's done for MSS and Supermodified Racing. Hope that he is um, back uh, at 100% very soon, and uh, just super excited to see that uh, the season is underway at Oswego, and uh, Isma getting cranked up, and um, we've got Modifieds at uh, Oswego, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour coming in this weekend with the Super Modifieds, and uh, that to me has always been a special time. I go back to... Again, the early 70s, 73, I started going, but I don't think, and I've all, I have for years been trying to make my brain work well enough to ask myself if I ever saw a modified race in 1973, and I don't think I did. Um, the 74 Port City, I think, was the first time that I saw the modifieds race, and I can remember when I was younger. I used to be able or used to really enjoy, we would sit uh, right up over where the French fry stand used to be. Um, and I think the novelty stand is there now. I'm not sure. But um, we we used to sit, there was a certain spot there. We used to sit there all the time. And um, I can remember when the modifieds would come, I would get up out of my seat and walk down into turn four and just um, stand at the fence while they were <laughs> right where they were getting on it. Cause that was just such an incredible sort of throaty. You could feel it in your bones kind of thing. Um, it's a wonder I still have my hearing, but, um, it's, uh, that was always so much fun. And just the number, sheer number of modifieds that would compete at a swiggo back in those days, you know, in the the 60s at times i think probably over 70 i don't know if we ever hit 80 we probably did at one point but um you know especially for the 200 but um the port city was always one of my favorite events and i always look forward to that um so i hope everybody enjoys it i know you know for some reason i saw some uh unfortunate what i think are unfortunate comments uh on the speedways Oswego's Facebook page about the modifieds and quite frankly I don't get it those guys put on a great show um the NASCAR wheel and modified tour is one of the most competitive tours in all of short track racing I think it's NASCAR's most exciting tour by a country mile and there is just a heck of a lot of young talent on the tour this year in addition to obviously the veterans 
And I know that uh, one of the big things to watch will be Doug Kobe is going to be in two places at once, kind of. His car is going to be at a swigger with Chase Dowling driving it, and Chase is a great example of a young driver who um, just runs like a bear in anything he gets in. I've watched him since Legends. Uh, he's a New England-based racer that just does a fantastic job. Um, he's going to be subbing for Kobe in his 10 car Well, Kobe is racing the SRX race on CBS on Saturday night. Uh, That's the new series that Ray Abraham and Tony Stewart have started. It's, um, I thought, (laughs) I thought it was going to be basically IROC, uh, International Race of Champions like we used to have, but it's, it's kind of more like a bunch of uh, veteran IndyCar drivers, Michael Waltrip, Tony, and some other folks. Um, It's, it's an interesting mix though. And I think the drivers they've got. Are it's going to be highly entertaining. They're all great personalities, every one of them. Um, there's some just awesome crew chiefs involved in this, including Jeff Hammond, who probably was my favorite crew chief of all time. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun to see how that series goes and, and what that television uh, show is like to watch those guys there at Stafford motor speedway in connecticut and kobe's been invited to be a part of that so um chase dowling goes into the 10 car at oswego and so i hope they get uh, most of the supers back in action i know just uh that that last race before the classic just uh was brutal um so i hope that uh, everybody's able to be back and it's a good field and good weather um and just really excited to see how that goes on Saturday night, I will be watching on Flow Racing. Um, so uh, looking forward to that. But um, just uh, hopefully you guys, you know, I, you know, look, I've <laughs> certainly, certainly have my share of opinions. Um, it's okay to have an opinion, but here's what you got to think about here. We just got racing back um, and just are getting to the point where um, – we don't have to uh, wear any cloth over our faces and do all that other stuff. Um, and just enjoy, be able to, to go enjoy racing again like we always could. And so uh, I hope everybody will just keep that right attitude. You know, it's uh, it's all right to, to say I don't care for something or, you know, but um, just keep in mind that, uh, you know, we lost racing for an entire year at the Oswego Speedway. So I hope you all will uh, kind of understand that, um, you know, if you don't care for the modifieds, you can skip the weekend. It's fine. Or you can go and read a book or, you know, hang out in your, on your phone and, uh, whatever while they're going on. But, um, you know, I hope you do go support because again, it, uh, you know, we, we lost an entire year. So, um, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I know that I've appreciated the tracks that I've gone to so far this year, a little bit more because of all that we've been through as a country and as a world. And, uh, so, um, again, didn't mean to kind of jump on a soapbox, but just saying that I think maybe we all ought to, um, be a little bit more tolerant and grateful here for at least for a while. <laughs> Um, and if you're going to have, you know, if you're going to have a negative opinion, um, you know, express it in a way that's, uh, respectful. Um, but, uh, anyway, hope everybody has a great show there. Uh, a couple of other little quick house cleaning things. This is the 74th episode. We always have a little fun with the number 
And I got to tell you, there, there aren't many numbers that I can't get past one. This was one of them. I only know of one 74 Super in there. I know there's going to be somebody's going to have another one and they're going to go, I can't believe you didn't remember this person. Um, I only know of one and it's Bob Seelman. Um, and Bob was Bob was a driver from the 70s. Uh, he raced longer than that, but I remember him from Oswego in the 70s. He's from Michigan. And Bob, of course, uh, had a mix of supers and sprint cars. And so I think he he brought both to Oswego at different times. Um, not at the same time. I'm saying just he he's I think he raced his sprinter a couple times there and, and had a, a, a few different supers over the years. Uh, my favorite all time super nickname was one of his cars called Chugaboom. I just that is there's as a writer, there's just something about that that's just so right. Um so uh Bob uh, is the only one in the super modified division that I remember I could not rack my brain, which unfortunately has been aging rapidly, it feels like over the last year or two when it comes to details. And I'm losing I'm losing kind of the mid mid range memory first. So uh, I remember more about the 70s and early 80s than I remember about the 90s, it seems like, in early 2000s for some reason. Um, but uh, I, I just couldn't think of another one. And in the limiteds uh, slash small blocks, um, again, the only one that came to mind is Mike Bond, who um, obviously is the GOAT. I mean, that's I don't think there's even a... With the run he's had in the classics, and um, I don't think there's any question that, that, that he is he is just if there's if, if there's one immortal uh, small block super modified driver in the history of that division, I think Mike Bond has earned it. Um, but Mike's the only one I can think of there, and I know there are probably others, so I'm gonna let you all have fun with that. But um, you know, Bob, uh, from what I know, of course, uh, his grandson Jacob and I still do the Motorsports Madness show together, and Jacob is. The um, he actually heads up the sprintcarmidget.com site for Speedsport, and and he does other work for for them too, but still does. Uh, we we still do the Motorsports Madness show together. Uh, we record it on Thursday nights, and um, it will be a a highly featured part of the last little bit of. And I'm gonna make this a little tease for now, but I'm hoping by next week, next episode, um, I can tell you more. Um, Motorsports Madness, along with uh, the other shows that we're doing, will be a, and this show, will be a prominent part of a first-of-its-kind motorsports platform that will be launching. Uh, we are trying for July. This has been a, a process and a half because, again, it's the first of its kind. We're trying to do some things that haven't been done in terms of what's involved here and what you can do on this platform and we are just really excited um but we have been proceeding with caution because we want it to be right when it launches as right as we can make it so um can't wait to give you all the details on this i just thought i'd tease you a little bit and with that um we are going to uh wrap this thing up i think i uh, want to thank Jeff West and IPC Indy, and uh, of course, uh, JNS Paving, Rich Worth. I just can't say enough about 
that gentleman and that whole group um, just so much that they put in heart and soul and, and money into uh, Oswego and, and super modified racing. Really uh, thankful for them. And of course, um, uh, the uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a cool nickname for Sean Cathcart now that he's got two restaurants uh, uh, or a restaurant and a bar restaurant. Uh, I just haven't thought of it yet. Something about two something wonder or whatever. Uh, maybe one of you can come up with that. That would be kind of fun. We'll do a contest to see um, what, what we can do with a nickname for uh, for Sean Cathcart that ties in the uh, idea that he's doing uh, he's got now two places, um, of course, Skip's Fish Fry, which uh, uh, you heard about earlier in the show, and uh, Graf's Pub. Um, he's uh, he he needs about three or four more things to do, don't you think? Uh, so <laughs> thanks to all of them and uh, room for more. If you want to jump on board, like I said, we're we're going to take everything up a notch once uh, this new venture launches here and it's coming quickly and that's been part of what's distracting me so much uh, here. It's a lot of doggone work to do what we're doing. And um, it is humbling, honestly, to have this opportunity to bring this to the community. And I'm anxious to get it out there. And um, once it's out, uh, we're going to have it's when you see it at first in six months, there'll be a little more. We've got some kind of um i don't i don't know how to put this but there's kind of stages of things that we've got planned um for it so uh looking to have a lot of fun all right enough um thanks for listening if you're still if you've listened to this whole show um man thank you so much appreciate it um looking forward to the next episode trying to get michael barnes uh to join us we'll uh we'll see if we can uh can get the classic winner on and uh camden proud hopefully back again uh he had a, a wing test for the first time and uh i don't think he could wipe the smile off his face for days um and uh we'll see who else we can we can uh put together here to add uh maybe we'll get the winner for saturday night and uh, maybe try to get the modified winner as well if we can who knows but um thanks you all for uh sticking with us here on these inside groove shows and um i just have a bunch of fun doing them it's it's been rough not to be able to produce the quantity that i wanted to for a little while here but uh once everything kind of gets up and running and it'll get easier to get back into the proper workflow again so um Thanks to all of you. Have a safe racing weekend. Until we meet again on the next Inside Groove, I'm Tom Baker. So long. You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.